0: You are listening to Grit and Grace, where I'm sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you and bringing stories to you of the most amazing women that are crushing it in business and in life. My name is Taverly, and I'm a social impact entrepreneur, where I help businesses grow their community impact and their bottom line through their partnerships with nonprofit organizations. I'm also the founder of Taverly's Tribe, a brand new group of female experts that, from all different fields, are helping women grow to their highest level of potential. Join us on this journey by downloading the Himalaya app, which is free, and follow us so we can keep you up to date on all of the new shows that are coming out. Welcome to my show. Welcome back to another episode of Grit and Grace. And you guys have no idea how much of a treat you are in for today, because not only do we have a sales expert and a communication expert with us, they have come together and created this company called Pitch Perfect Communications, and they have combined their expertise to really bring people i was going to say women but i think you work with men too yes. but to bring people into the circle of being able to better present who they are in any situation and listen i know we're going to talk a lot about delivering your sales pitch today or how or whatever it is that you are selling but i'm going to tell you that that whole concept of a sales pitch is not just in business it is in everything it's the way you communicate with your spouse when you have a vacation <laughs> that you want to go on and they don't like that idea it is also about how you are communicating with any idea or project or anything that's going on. So I am so excited to have two of my favorite ladies with me today. Michelle and Julia, thank you for coming. Thank you for having us. And Julia has actually been on Grit and Grace before. Uh, Do you remember, do you recall when that episode was released? Um, January. It was sometime in January. No, early February. Early February. Mm -hmm. And if you guys haven't heard it, you should go listen to it because Julia is absolutely amazing. And we dive deep into her like her past, her career, her history, um, and it's it's really a great episode. And we're going to have Michelle back on again, too. So <laughs> and I just want all of you to know how much you missed our warm-up for this show, which is we sang Amazing Grace. Um, I sang off-key the whole time, and I'm sure the glass was, like, shaken. But <laughs> um, both Michelle and Julia are singers, and Michelle sings professionally. Yeah, she's the real deal. <laughs> yeah, both of you are the real deal. I mean, I wish we would have hit the record button just to capture it. So do you guys promise, like, one? One day we'll sing again with my mic off and yours on, and I'll just sound really good. <laughs> Michelle does, I'm sure, sure. Would say yes to that oh, in She's a like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for joining me. So, Julia, I know that you, you know, you have been working in the coaching field for a while, and, mm-hmm. and you have a, a, a long background as an entrepreneur and as a sales professional, right? And I know that you came up with the idea to bring this this sales training into Pitch Perfect Communications, but tell the listeners why. Like, why, why go this direction? What did you feel was lacking that this was needed for? Well, there were really two things.
1: Um, I was discovering a lot of really talented salespeople who ha- struggled with the amount of runway that it takes when you begin a new sales career between starting, ending your training, and getting out there on day one, and actually making money. Mm. which is long Mm. in some some instances. Uh, And then the second thing that I was discovering was that people were having a really hard time translating any given corporation sales language, which every corporation has a script they'd like you to use, right? At least as an outline, Mm. translating that into their personality in a genuine way to deliver in a sincere voice instead of sounding like a robot. Mm. And it's why scripts have a bad rap is because there isn't an organization out there in the world that teaches you how to adapt a script to who you are deliver it in your voice and then use your intuition to see who you're speaking to deliver it in a way that's appealing to them as well right mm-hmm. so there's so much gut that goes into sales and so at pitch perfect we hope to empower people with communication skills so that they can not only give their message in a sincere way but also look at who they're sitting down with and say what is the best way to talk to this person how are they going to want to buy right and then how do we craft our sales cycle to their personality
0: so it feels most comfortable right and i know that you've said before that there's nothing more defeating than actually getting really excited starting your career you've got all your training like you are ready to roll and you go out there and you sell and you fall flat and you fall flat and you fall flat and no, nobody buys. Mm-hmm. And even if the product is good and um, you, know, you feel like you're following the formula that you were given, that true connection between another person in that process can cause failure and that's defeating.
1: Right. It, and it's really the difference between learning something and mastering something, mm. right? When you master something, you own it. It's yours. You can deliver it in any situation and it's sincere in all circumstances, Right. But you're right. The formula mm. is developed to feed the masses, not each individual. That doesn't make it bad. And, we, and that's an important distinction to recognize. Formulae scripts, big corporations, those are not bad. They are just a tool mm. that you want to adapt, put in your little tool belt and pull out when it's appropriate as an individual person.
0: Right, and I. It's interesting that you say that. I was just recalling that both of my children were in DECA in high school, mm-hmm. which is I think it's marketing, right? It's marketing, is that what it is marketing club? Some or type debate. of debate? Debate? Yeah, no, it's not debate. It's marketing, and I, I remember they they had this one challenge where they had to come up with an idea and pitch it in front of. I went in and volunteered, so they like pitched it in front of adults, but they had no props, no nothing. They had to just rely upon their belief in it. So mm-hmm. they had to. Mm-hmm. They had like ten minutes to prepare a belief in this product or idea. And I was really impressed that at at the high school level, they were teaching these kids how to not just how to get up and talk in front of somebody, but how to dive into themselves Mm -hmm. and deliver it in a way that really meant something. Because if you, if you can't get it from out inside and you're just relying upon surface level, Mm -hmm. that's when it becomes the script.
1: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Right. And then the next
1: evolution of that is delivering it in a way that it means something to the buyer, not just to you.
0: Mm, yeah, that's that's this is we're going to talk about that a lot today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you guys both know, and we'll talk about my experience with with both of you. But my 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 language in my sector, especially in the nonprofit side, is very niche. And so mm-hmm. when I talk to people that are not in that sector, I forget that they don't know what I know. So I can pull out big words <laughs> that might not make
1: a lot of sense to people. And you are not alone. Yeah, most industries are like that. We forget that we are specialists, and the people that we're speaking to are laymen. And that doesn't mean they're not mm-hmm. intelligent or well-trained in their own field, but they're not well-trained in your field. That's why they're looking to you to buy something from you. Right. Right. And, and so speaking in a way that's really relatable where you describe a feeling more than a feature. I think that phrase is important to think about in sales. Are you describing how it feels instead of what the features are gets you where you need to go? Mm-hmm. I, the buying line.
0: Yeah. And how did Michelle come into the picture? Well, I've known Michelle for years. Hi, Michelle. Uh, Hi. <laughs> Michelle, has been so I, she's, Yeah, she's she's so <laughs> she has been patient. Thank she's, you, Michelle.
1: Yeah. Uh, we met, gosh, the first month I ever moved to Denver, five or six years ago, gosh, almost seven years ago. We both worked for a large corporate um, financial planning firm and she worked in marketing and communications and I was on the executive development side. And so we worked closely together in recruiting and development of the financial advisors. Okay. And um, throughout the last seven years, both of our careers have kind of gone in different directions. I became a coach. She went and did high-level corporate recruiting and then ended up leaving that job to start her own consulting firm like I did. And uh, we reconnected in the fall, just friendship, right? Mm-hmm. She mean, She came to my baby shower you know, friendship. Mm -hmm. And out of that friendship has blossomed an awareness for me that she's the, the thing I don't have that pitch perfect needs, which is extensive communications knowledge, Mm. right? I could sell things all day long and teach people how to sell things all day long, but I can't really tell them the knowledge behind how to do that. And she can. And that's important when you are building a company all about communication, Mm-hmm. Right, you can't just say, "Do it this way" because it worked for me. That's not enough. It's not enough to say, "I got it right." Just follow me. Just do what I say. Yeah. No, and <laughs> in fact, that's an important thing for sales leaders to remember: is you can't just say, "Well, I can do it," so so can you. You know, you have to have something in your background yeah. or you know, backing you. So that's where Michelle came in. Is she's a master in communication, multiple degrees, um, and so that's, that's what you did specialty. in school, Michelle.
2: Mm-hmm. I did both yeah. my undergraduate and my master's degree are in communication. And how, what, what's, what about the singing
0: side? Where did that come from? I'm curious.
2: Sure. Well, I have always loved singing. I grew up in church. My dad was a pastor and I was the little girl who was the angel at Christmas singing Mm -hmm. on top of the piano for (laughs) years. You can imagine it. I can show you pictures. Uh, that was, that was me and singing has always been something that I've loved. And I never thought it would actually become something that I could pursue from a career standpoint. Mm. And uh, I mean, I went to college on a vocal scholarship. I ended up coming out of college and, and just getting involved as a volunteer in some local churches. And that really ended up blossoming and blooming into relationships around town and um, even nationwide, I have a couple of uh, a couple of singing gigs next year in the U.S. Which I'm very excited about. Sneak peek, that's, sneak peek. That's <laughs> very
0: excited. That is really cool. Um, and what's what's the name of the song that's on YouTube? The one that I love to show people when I introduce you. I'm like, oh, meet Michelle. Oh, and watch her video. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: uh, so last year, about a year ago, uh, a very good friend of mine who uh, he's in videography and, and photography, he asked me to record and do a video, a music video of the song Woodstock by Joni Mitchell. So he actually did all of the music. He he, he didn't write the song, obviously, but he he wrote all the background tracks and recorded mm. them all himself um, on all the different instruments. And then I just came in and I assure you all it I look way cooler than I actually am in real life. <laughs> and it was how my everything like this. Is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was my first time ever doing a rock and roll song. So it's not my typical or usual genre by any means. Um, but I was very privileged to be able to do it. We'll put the link in the show notes. Perfect. Sounds yeah. great. So
0: people can watch it.
2: Yeah. Great. I
1: think it's important for you to mention the tie between vocalizing and communicating out in the world. Sure. Uh, yeah.
2: That's a big piece.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So several years ago, uh, I had some people at the company I was working for ask me to coach their daughters with voice lessons they went to a little elementary school and they were struggling to get into the play the musical and and so i said sure i can work with them and quite honestly never thought i would actually enjoy or want to get into coaching voice and ultimately what that has kind of grown into is me owning and running my own vocal studio i work with both vocalists uh, singers and speakers who want to work on anything from elocution to just delivery. And, you know, I kind of made, I made the tagline of Kissler Vocal Studio, a new way to vocalize, because I really believe that whether you're singing or speaking, whether you're working on the delivery of your sales pitch, whatever that looks like, you're learning a new way to communicate who you are and to your audience what it is that you're trying to get out of them, the response. And so it's really important for people to understand anytime you're communicating, you're vocalizing, whether you're speaking or not, you're sharing something with your audience. And so that's that's really kind of the vision behind Kissler Vocal Studio. And it's interesting because what you're teaching people
0: is very difficult to master in the moment because public speaking, singing, recording podcasts, doing videos, it's probably one of the things that causes the most fear and anxiety in most individuals. Of course. So mm-hmm. trying to focus on communication and how you're presenting yourself at the same time as managing that fear, it's, it's like a triple whammy. So it's hard. Yeah, you can't shoot from the hip Yeah, and be a master. No. I think that... Um, well, here's what I want listeners to know. First of all, I met you, Julia, at a Denver Dames event. Mm-hmm. And I like to say that it was like, I, I heard you do a short presentation and I literally across the room in my brain. I'm like, oh, that's my people. <laughs> and as soon as the event ended, I was like, beeline. I'm like up in my chair, blah, 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 right over to where you were. And I'm like, I liked hi. it. It made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I was one of those that just wanted to like hug you and say, hi, you're going to be in my life now. Welcome. <laughs> um, but then we recorded a podcast and I started learning more about what you did. And then I've actually been working with both of you for how long? How many months? Six months. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. Oh. You were one um, of our first, you were a tester. Yeah, I, did, one of, I did part mm-hmm. of the test. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you guys that are listening, it, this is such a good process to go through because I learned things about not just the words that I used, but how I said them. And the tone of my voice, mm-hmm. and when I would get really excited, I would talk really loud for a long period of time and wouldn't give a break or let it go down quiet, and that just wasn't as effective. Mm-hmm. And I noticed so many changes in the way that I even have a conversation one-on-one. Um, and I know today we're gonna we're gonna let listeners experience some of the work that you do, and I'll let them. I'll let you tell. I'll let you guys talk about that in a moment. But I want people that are listening to know that what you're hearing today, I've been through. This training process, and I'm still in the training process, and I probably will be for a long time because I so value what you guys provide. But we're going to give you an example of that uncomfortable place that it is to be (laughs) in to practice something that we're not very good at that we need to learn.
1: So, to that point, I do want to give you kudos for being really brave. Mm, Role play there's a reason we started this company is because (laughs) most people don't want to role play in public, they want to do it in private, they want to, you know get their bloody noses without everybody watching and Mm -hmm. so the your willingness to do that with all of these listeners is a it it is a very genuine desire for growth Mm -hmm. right and i so well done on that um practice makes perfect right repetition is the mother of all learning and that's really the basis upon which pitch perfect was founded not just knowledge and selling skills but also let's run it 10 times in a row Mm-hmm. right because when else do you get to do that that you're not in a selling situation where there's something on the line you don't get to you actually. don't actually
0: and I I'm so much more aware now that every opportunity that you meet somebody new is a sales opportunity a genuine mm-hmm. connection and sales opportunity and i I think I actually approach those conversations so differently now than mm-hmm. I would have before mm-hmm. um, so the effect of what I've learned working with you isn't just it isn't just about when I'm at a networking event it's the way I communicate my my business as a whole to everybody. Everything. I mean, right? even my children. I had a conversation with them the other day, and I asked them, you know, do you, you know, do you know what you know, your mom does? Like, what would you say? What do you tell your friends that your mom does? And they both were like, blah blah blah. They said strange things. You know, <laughs> they said weird things. And and, and so I. Gave... It has
1: nothing to do with what you do, right? No, <laughs> yeah. No, it has
0: nothing. no, they say a podcast. And I okay. like, okay, well, and Hannah, my daughter, says, oh well, you work with clients through corporate cause agency, and I'm like, aha. What do I do with clients? Mm. And so it was just kind of this interesting conversation. So I gave them the word social impact entrepreneur and my son was just so happy. He's like, you know, I never would have ever said that. So Mm. it's been helpful. Well, when you have kind of
1: a unique job Mm -hmm. and your family loves you and they want to advocate for you, they need a phrase to use. (laughs) I'm I'm the same I have kind (laughs) of a unique job and my family really wants me to be
0: successful and probably couldn't tell you.
1: (laughs) I, I mean, you know, it, without saying yeah. a lot of words. Isn't that true? Yeah. I mean, it's, and
0: I, it's funny because even one of my clients that I'm sure will listen to this episode, she's, she's an amazing contact at one of the clients that I have when she introduces me to her business, you know, colleagues and staff at what I, she would, it took her like four months to be able to even explain what I'm doing for them. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it really just made me laugh. She's got it down now, but it was, it was great. Yeah.
1: So to that point, I do want to refer all the way back to the beginning when I was talking about the runway. For Mm. new salespeople, shortening that, right? That experience that you've had with not being able to describe what you do and and not being clear on how to really concisely tell people what your value proposition is, that is what new salespeople experience. Mm. So that's what we're going back to is how do we help them claim their identity quick so they don't have to have their repetitions on buyers, Right. Mm -hmm. Use your repetitions on us so that when you go out to your buyers, Ah, you're there. You're not burning opportunities to make a sale, getting your practices in.
0: Yes. And I remember when we first met, I explained to you, I had been in a LinkedIn marketing campaign for a really long time and I had, I had already done several months of practicing on, (laughs) on potential clients the wrong way. Um, Right. And, and I, it lesson learned. Yeah. And, and I will tell you, this is one of those
1: times where I only know this from experience. I totally did it too. And I'm sure Michelle did too, right? In every sales job Mm -hmm. we've ever had, you get out there and it's expected for you to have weeks of failure. And that's unfortunate. We Mm -hmm. really want to unwind that belief where, you know, you come do your failures with us and then your first week on the job, you're making sales, you're putting money in the bank, you're making a name for yourself at your company. That's what we hope.
2: I love it. And I'll add on to that. For those that have been in their industry for a long time, Sometimes we just get used to saying what we've always said and we miss opportunities to actually think. I'm a big believer. I always talk with clients about thinking we don't do a very good job in our culture, in our society of thinking, why am I saying what I'm saying? How am I going to change what I'm saying? And, and what is it that I'm going to say now? Mm -hmm. And and instead of continuing in that rut even if you are successful could you do more with less time yeah. could you do
0: good different is the clients? enemy of great. right, right. so
2: perfect scenario yeah there's always opportunities you know whether you're brand new into your sales career or you've been in the career for 20 plus years to just take a look at what you're doing and are there opportunities and is there room for growth and i think In our testing and with the clients we're working with now, we've seen a lot of really successful people who have been doing this for years. And minor tweaks change the trajectory of how they're doing Mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. Do you think a lot
0: of that has to do with, though, taking time to reevaluate from the listener's perspective? Because I think that that's this is this is one of the bigger things that. A lot of us still need to learn is that we always, going back to what we originally talked about, we don't always understand what the person on the other side of our conversation, which is who's receiving our communication, Mm -hmm. if they interpret it the same way we intended it. And so evaluating if people are understanding you the way that you think that you're portraying what you're saying this is a, a game changer. In fact, I had a conversation just today about that, and the individual that I spoke to was telling him about our show today, and because he was asking what's going on, what's it going to be, and he said, "Well, doesn't that kind of go against us, this society right now, telling us to authentically be yourself?" And he said, "If you're authentically yourself, but you need to communicate in a way somebody else can listen, aren't those two, like, uh, you know, like opposing ideas?" And I said, "Well, I think that you can still be yourself, and." alter your communication mm-hmm. to be in a way that somebody else can listen by actually being present in the, in the conversation because it's easy to be authentically yourself and forget everybody else, but then you're not going to effectively be able to connect.
1: Well, and there are a lot of people who are really authentically themselves and completely and totally fail
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: because they don't reach down to really the root of authenticity is desire for connection yeah, more than anything else. Right. And if you are self-centered enough or, just put your blinders on and only think about your communication style connection is very difficult mm-hmm. very very it's virtually impossible and ps most people we talk to are not just like us
0: mm-hmm. i would say all especially in business yeah. i mean we we might navigate in our friends and family circles mm-hmm. with people that are similar to us but not always but in business you're going to deal with people of all types that may not have anything to do with, you know, your personal desires. And this, this isn't for entrepreneurs like us. This is for anybody that's in business, anybody that's interacting with another human being. It doesn't matter what you're doing. All businesses behind them are people. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I have found, I'm sure you found this too,
1: Michelle, but you find new depths of yourself Mm -hmm. when you try to connect with a person, meet them where they are, right? When you go to where they are, Mm -hmm. sometimes you surprise yourself that that feels good or natural or, you're more skilled at that than you thought, and hey i I think I might implement that into who I am. I definitely fall fall fell prey as a new salesperson to same thing you did where you kind of speak in a high energy mm-hmm. really high volume really kind of fast voice all the time right It's just a high energy person trait and understanding that that can be just as monotonous as the clear eyes guy mm-hmm. over time. <laughs> <laughs> it took me years to understand that, but it can be just as monotonous has taught me that I actually do have a really kind of calm and sincere vibe that I never let out, mm-hmm.
0: right? That because kind of... you think people need to feel your passion yes. and they need to really In hear you. To spot, yes, buy it you got right? to be up mm-hmm. and yeah, that's that's a good point. And I have to just tell everybody that my, one of my funny stories and I have to share the word um, <laughs> that I for, first, and we're going to get into this soon because you guys are going to walk us through what a process would be when you're working mm-hmm. with someone. Um, but I, our first few, uh, role plays during our coaching calls that came out, I was just like, oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, you, you would ask, I think it was usually, you, Julia, you asked me a question. I'm like, oh yeah, it's awesome. And I think I said it like three times in the conversation. And then afterwards when we reflected and we reviewed how many times and the tone that I said, awesome, your response was so kind. You're like, well, maybe we can come up with another word other than using awesome at that tone. So now I'm all, 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 I mean, there's times to use awesome. There's times sure, in your life absolutely. to use awesome. But in that particular situation, it's just because I just didn't know what else to say. So mm-hmm. that's literally, that's my go-to. Right. My go-to when I don't know what to say is to raise the energy, be loud, you know, exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. Which some people perceive as, this mania they can't connect with, right? Right, I mean, it's just a good thing I didn't drop F-bombs because that's usually my other option. (laughs) I mean, I I was just being polite on that call because normally when I do, I'm like, oh, you know, F, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Michelle does a really good job of
1: reminding our clients when, if, ever, it's appropriate to use language right there there maybe is a time or place it's Mm -hmm. rare in a professional environment but also alternatives to superlative type of words like awesome so that's Mm -hmm. something she's really hyper aware of she offers great alternatives uh and really you didn't know what you didn't know oh i didn't know you had no no idea and that's the thing is we don't know what our little weird quirks are until Mm -hmm. we seek feedback yeah which by the way that veteran person that you're speaking to the experienced person when's the last time they sought feedback When's yeah. the last time they went with someone? Well, who first was of all, kudos to them, them to do that. I yeah, mean, that's right.
0: that's a big kudos, and that's what I love that you guys provide. Is this? You, you're also providing a safe place. You're yes. you're providing a safe place to mess up big time and yeah. be able to give critique in a way that doesn't make me want to go and like put my knife through my throat oh my gosh no no chance of rejection yeah exactly and guaranteed we've heard worse yeah there's no question okay so walk me through how you onboard people and what we're going to do today because we are going to bring you a really special um live demo demo (laughs) of what it's like to have coaching with you and to into role play and and i will tell anyway you go ahead michelle you tell us about the
2: process Sure. So, you know, our process, first of all, what Pitch Perfect offers is highly tailorable to different individuals. Mm -hmm. So if you are a part of a sales team that's more perhaps on an administrative level, Mm -hmm. we do a group offering. So for individuals who really want to get the feedback, really want to get into the role play, but maybe don't want to do it one on one. Um, it's a little bit less expensive than our individual coaching. Well,
0: first of all, that would be worse. If I had to role play in front of <laughs> my peers, that'd be way worse. I'd rather well, do it. it that's could just be. my opinion. It could uh, be,
1: this is, that's the kind of thing that's designed, uh, for like an inside sales yeah. opportunity yeah where that'd they're the all saying scenario. the same thing, mm-hmm. you yeah. know,
2: they're just, how do you say it? Well, yeah. uh, we offer hybrid. So we have, you know, in Groups of individuals who perhaps still want to do partly group, but also want some one-on-one coaching. They want
1: the role-play one-on-one mostly. <laughs>
2: yeah, they want the role-play one-on-one, but they're not going to get it. And uh, and then finally, for a more, I would say more coaching experience and role-play, we do the one-on-one, the individual. Mm-hmm. It is a 12-week, we call it our foundations course. We continue and offer coaching outside of that and beyond the 12-week foundations course. The The foundations course is really designed to walk people through what is your brand, the brand of you? What is it? How do you portray that to people? So we start off right off the bat with two one-minute videos where we have a chance to really just ask somebody to show us who are you and who's your ideal client. So the client sends you the
0: video because we mm-hmm. didn't do that pre-work. part as part of yeah. our, our test. Okay. Correct.
2: But we did pre-work, definitely had sure. done mm-hmm. pre-work.
0: Yeah, okay, that's yep. good. Yeah.
2: And then weekly we go from from that first week we go through uh, eleven additional weeks that focus on listening, nonverbal communication, and verbal communication, and we have kind of selected the approach, the prospecting, or I guess it's getting prospecting. referrals, yeah, step the business, sure, um, and also your elevator speech or pitch, mm. depending on so that really quick, hey, who are you at the networking event? um, conversation that you get to have. And so we kind of take a deeper dive into those three concepts. And then we, we end the course with a couple of weeks on relationship management, just how to manage relationships that you set, but maybe don't spend as much time with Mm. and, um, and business communication. How do you email? Mm. How do you text? Oh, that's really interesting. So in addition to that being kind of the main parts in terms of curriculum to the Foundations course, really one of the main things we want to hit on with people is objections Mm -hmm. and really how to appropriately handle objections. Uh, Scripts often will have, you know, if somebody says I can't do it right now, read here. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this really robotic oh, I'm so sorry to hear your grandmother passed away response as opposed to actually taking a moment and using listening, nonverbal, Mm -hmm. all of those pieces to understand and ask clarifying questions of why. What's really the root cause of why you don't want to do business right now? And it usually only boils down to a handful of things, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's time or money some kind of resource that they don't have or they don't think they have and how to appropriately just manage that well so that whether whether or not that person moves forward with the sale, you're ready for the next time. Yeah, and you've made a valuable connection.
0: Right. That's based Mm -hmm. upon true, honest communication where if it's not a fit you move on but you have still developed a connection and not get not a negative right not a We're, negative ending of that conversation
1: right and and honestly if you really believe in needs based selling
0: right where you only sell things
1: to people that they need or want then objections are not not even something to handle they're just a very welcome part of the sales cycle where you understand if there are barriers to their ability to purchase what you need or they need in this circumstance you can understand that about them and help them connect or help them move on, Mm -hmm. right? And so objections get such a bad rap because Mm -hmm. it's the situation where you feel as a salesperson, defense. You feel like you need to go on the defensive. But if you can change your mindset and welcome those with open arms as your opportunity to deepen understanding, you know, clarify what their needs are and it's not gonna be something you have to, you know, fence around, to get to their right. buying decision.
2: Right. And we get really lazy with once people say, oh no.
1: Fill in the blank reason. Okay. Right.
2: Bye. Mm-hmm. You know. And mm-hmm. and there is there is a time and place to do that with some clients. Mm-hmm. But but you can't know how to approach that person if you don't actually know why.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. What they're really saying is, I need more information.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's interesting. I told you guys that I was in a rejection challenge. Um, I told you this, right? There was this app I was using and it gave you every day something you had to do to get a no. Mm. And um, how oh, healthy. Oh, Good for I, you. I, and it was really uncomfortable mm. a lot. But you know what it taught me is to not put so much attachment to the no. Mm-hmm. I, I stopped attaching myself to the answer right. because it didn't it didn't matter. What I did was be able to connect, have a conversation. I mean, I bumped into a woman last week that a few weeks before I had asked to buy the bracelet off of her wrist. That was my challenge. So I had to ask somebody um, at a restaurant in a service industry oh to buy an item off their body. Oof. Right, and, that is and so difficult. it was it was oh it was so strange. But I, you know what, I had a great connection with her. She was absolutely refusing. There was no way I was going to buy that bracelet, and we had a really. And at first, she was very kind of like put off that That's, I would even ask this. Sure. And then, and I didn't tell her why I was asking for a while. I wanted to have a conversation with her and figure out why don't you want to let that bracelet go so we ended up getting into a conversation about where she bought that bracelet 25 years ago then we developed a connection it was still a no mm-hmm. but then it was fine and then i when i saw her last week i told her that i was in a uh, i was in this challenge to get these rejections and she said well it wasn't as strange as you think it was at the beginning it was but i thought it was quite flattering after and i'm like see i didn't put an attachment to the no but that was that's what you're talking about is Mm -hmm. making sure that you just be a human be present be a human have a conversation
2: i say that all the time you've heard me say that yes i know (laughs) all right so let's get into it ladies (laughs)
0: okay (laughs) all right so talk uh, talk to us about what we would normally have done so we're gonna we're gonna set the stage here a little bit so um and I've been in this role, so I know what, how to kind of set the stage. So what we what we would have done maybe in the past is I would have given you a written overview on my brand and what I do. Um, we would have had a conversation or a couple of calls, you know, and discovered more information about my company, what my goals are, what's working, what's not working. And in your case, I told you guys I was in this LinkedIn mm-hmm. campaign and that I was having a lot of success when I was getting, what, 20 leads a month. Which was Fantastic, a twi- and, and For actually a having lead like generation right, system. and literally like having eighteen calls out of that twenty and closing no sales. So in
1: our industry, we would say that your conversion ratio was off, yeah, right. right? Conversion to a fact finder,
0: right, and a close, right. right. But I was meeting great people. This is what I said to you: we were having great conversations. I was educating every single person that I spoke to, mm-hmm. and I could feel the light bulb going off, and they were really understanding what it means to have a community investment strategy, right? What it means to partner with the community organizations. I got that through, but it was, it was almost me because by the time I got through to that, I was like, Ooh, that was so much work. Nice to meet you. You know what I do now? If you ever want to call me, you know, let me know. That's literally how every one of the, or if you ever want help, you know, let me know. That's how I finished every conversation. Mm -hmm. And then I met you guys. (laughs) Well, and,
1: and, and I'm sure Michelle will say this at the end, but I, I hope that listeners are listening for training on not giving someone the, just the option to call you. Mm-hmm. You have to call them to action. That is your job as a salesperson. And it's the hardest part and the best part and the part that actually makes you money. Um, and the part that the buyer is waiting for.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And
1: when you don't do it, they leave unsatisfied too. So how do you guys
0: want to start this? Do you guys want to have a conversation like we would at the beginning of our work together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or do you want the polished Taverly that you have, I mean, you own a part of where I'm at today. Do you want where I'm at today or do you want me to take it back a few steps and do it, it maybe presented how I would have normally had that conversation? I
1: think for learning purposes, the contrast between where you were and where you are now okay. would be pretty interesting to explore. If you
0: think you okay. could channel that. Yeah, I can. I could channel that okay. because I, I have to get my prepared because these ladies aren't easy. I'm telling you, this is <laughs> this role playing is the hard part. Okay. Michelle can be real hard. <laughs> that's why she's doing this. I know. And, awesome. and for if those that's of you, what you
2: said is that I'm you're you're way
0: you're way harder than for me. Her? Yeah. Isn't that surprising? I never would have thought that. I think I that it's, I think it's because Julia and I, you you, knew, you and I knew each other a little better and Michelle, you were like a little bit of an enigma to me and you could so easily take that nice smile on your face and drop it and be oh. like, hi, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and for those of you that are watching a video, you could see her face, you know, like they just see these smiley girls trust me when we role play this serious business. So.
2: <laughs> That's uh, funny.
0: It's true. Well, yeah.
1: So well, your clients you... are not going to be just smiling
0: across right. from
2: you, this so is, don't this, expect that. Right? Yeah. That's the
0: point. Yeah.
2: So why don't we start with you just sharing who you are and you know, we'll we'll do the elevator pitch. Okay. It's a little shorter. Okay. And I'd love for you to just share with me we're going to meet at a networking event. Uh I'll see you at the bar and I just want you to kind of I'm going to I'm going to just introduce myself and we'll Kay. go from there. How's that? Yeah. Feel good?
1: Yeah. Okay, role play start. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, I'm Michelle, it's nice to meet you. Hi Michelle, I'm Taverly. how are you? I'm great, I'm great. Have you been to these events before?
0: Yeah, aren't they awesome? Aren't you having fun?
2: Yeah, they're always so fun, but super exhausting. I know, where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from San Diego, but I've lived here for six years. What about you? I'm from Denver, okay. born okay. raised in
0: Colorado, spent 14 years in Toronto. Awesome, mm-hmm. a native. Mm-hmm. A All native, right. yeah. So I what do you do? Where... Uh, I own a company called Corporate Cause Agency and I help businesses develop a community investment strategy. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's that's fun cool. stuff. I get to like work with nonprofits and help businesses ensure that their investment in the community is maximized and it's, you know, helps develop um capacity building for the nonprofit. So it's absolutely amazing. I love it.
2: Wow. That's incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds and I awesome. and I get to host a, a podcast and I also have a subscription box called Great Grace and Glory Box and
2: yeah, it's awesome. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this, okay. is very, this
0: is a very realistic. I think we literally just had a deja vu because that is exactly how our, one of our first conversations. And you, you ended it before I could ask you about you because mm-hmm. I was talking so much about me.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And that's what happens at events like that, right? If you don't
1: force a back and forth. Mm-hmm. You say everything and they say, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a
2: little unnatural because most times at a networking event people want to tell you what they need. need. That's true.
0: That's true. Yeah, you were you're definitely playing a purposeful role in in it. But people that are good communicators know how to get information out. In fact I find myself now being you Mm. a lot with other people because I want their information as Mm -hmm. soon as I can to determine if this interaction is gonna be worth a continued investment of my time. Sure. So I actually find myself being, you now. I can't believe it. I'm like channeling the inner Michelle. <laughs> well,
1: so, so I think that's really funny to say this, but playing hard to get yeah. works in lots of different scenarios. Yeah. yeah. This is Not true. just dating. Right.
2: So it's <laughs> different in that mm-hmm. role play scenario. So that's just one time through. How do you feel like it went?
0: Um, Well, now I, knowing what I know now, I definitely didn't effectively communicate in a way that you could understand what I do. Mm -hmm. I could tell by the look on your face and your body language that it was like, whoa, that was a language I have no idea what you just said, but sounds like you love it. That was pretty much the feeling that I would get from you. Um, And I think that I didn't, I didn't really engage. I just spoke at. Mm, Yeah, That's great Mm self-observation.
2: What do you think went well?
0: Uh, I think that my, without, with the fact that we're in a podcast, I think that I probably would have had good ver, uh, nonverbal body language mm-hmm. because I'm comfortable with nonverbal body language. I probably would have gotten close, maybe put a hand on your arm and I, I would have sh- shook your hand in a way that would sure. have felt a good connection. You know, I, I would have definitely connected with you that way. You know, I sure. would have like hugged you and smothered you. I mean, maybe I would cause I know you, but, um, but things yeah. like that
1: matter. Yeah. Your nonverbals
0: absolutely, absolutely matter. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I gave an example of what it was like to use high energy and use the word awesome too much. Mm-hmm. And I, that is a real thing that I would have done in the past. So I mean, you can tell yeah. that I'm sweating just even doing this now. Like my face, <laughs> I need like a, I need to have like a sweat towel. <laughs> Again, you're very brave. Again, oh you're very brave. Just that so everyone
2: knows, Toverly does not communicate that way any longer. That mm, is a thing really. of the past. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that she's changed who she is. Mm-hmm. It means she's channeled and refined something new and different. Mm -hmm. that's really pushing her from having potential to enjoying her purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm,
1: That's great. So one of the things I think it's important to point out that we coached you on from that persona that you just put forward, which was who you were at the Mm -hmm. moment, right, was that when you say too many things, people cannot remember who you are when they Mm -hmm. walk away. You have to say one phrase that's memorable about who you are, even if you do have Four things that you do mm-hmm. regularly, right? What is the one phrase that defines you? And it has taken us six months to get to that point mm-hmm. with you, right? Which we just have it's, to it's say evolution, is, that a, right? is that I am a social impact, entrepreneur. social impact entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And if you had said that to Michelle in that scenario, right? If we're in a no- networking event, she's going to think social impact entrepreneur. Hmm. That's interesting. I've never heard that before. It's memorable enough that she can remember it the next day mm-hmm. and coupled with the nonverbals, coupled with your smile, coupled with a little dial down on the awesome mm-hmm. is a enthusiastic, warm person who clearly communicates that social impact entrepreneurship is her passion. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're getting at, mm-hmm. right? That's, the, that's an example of the kind of feedback that you would get in a pitch perfect call.
2: Right. Is, in addition exactly to some technical what like. things right. right
1: that Michelle will bring to the table.
2: Sure. Yeah, I think I mean I think everything that you identified as perhaps not going well mm-hmm. in that scenario are exactly the things I would have identified. And and part of the reason that you're able to identify that is because we've worked together. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you, can, your, you, you could know. you wouldn't have said
1: that no. on our first no. call as yeah. far as observation no, goes. No, But as
2: soon as you as
0: soon as you bring these things forward, I mean I, I it's like, oh, yeah, you're so right. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that I know about you, Michelle, and, and you, Julia, too, that you guys do very well is the tone that you mm-hmm. use. This, is, this was a big change for me. In fact, I mean, it reflected even in my, in my, in my show here mm-hmm. is altering your tone mm-hmm. and letting, letting there be pause. Right. I'm a fast talker. Naturally, I'm just a fast fast talker. And if I've had a shot of tequila, I mean, you better hope that you've had a shot too, because keeping up with me is hard. But I'm I'm a fast talker, so I, I have to I would say that I have to work a little bit to slow my pace down and my tone down a little bit, and that's that's been. That's been probably the harder part of that for me. I can we can get the words together. Mm-hmm. But how I deliver them is totally different. And look at me right there. I just did it quietly. Just did it. Yeah.
1: And what have you learned about yourself going through that self awareness change, right? In in the conscious choice to slow down, what have you learned about yourself?
0: Hmm. Um I, well, first I've learned that I am actually a very good connector with another person if I let it happen. And mm-hmm. I don't just give the information. Mm-hmm. The slower the pace that I go, the more I'm able to listen and the more I'm able to evaluate their response to my, my words. That's That gives a, a, a pause.
1: Right. So it's not changing who you are. Yeah. Right? It's just polishing up parts of you that have never been polished before. Mm-hmm.
2: You may remember couple months ago, I said to you, sometimes you kind of have to be a chameleon. Mm -hmm. And going back to what we said earlier about, you know, authenticity and being different things for different people. And are you really authentically portraying yourself when you act differently towards different people? I really believe that we all experience a variety of different emotions. You're not always awesome talk really, all no. the time <laughs> no. You have moments where you're sad. Mm-hmm. You have moments where you are let down, where you're feeling empowered, where you're productive, where you're totally crushing okay. life. And you have moments where you're probably like, can I just go sit on the couch and have some ice cream and potato chips? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. I did that last <laughs> That's night. That's me. A lot of the time. I mean, for me, it
0: would be more cake, but okay, yeah. Okay, great, yeah. cake, Pick a poison on that.
2: Um, and, and so we fail to recognize that, you know, in meeting people where they're at, you have the opportunity to embrace them in the emotion that they're sitting in. Mm-hmm. And so you think, I'm ready for this business meeting, so are they they may or may not be
1: what a good point yes
2: and if you if you take time to evaluate the situation listen to the surrounding what are what do they look like what do they sound like mm-hmm. what are they giving you it changes how you approach people whether or not it, it, and it doesn't make you any less authentic mm-hmm. you're just being who you are but maybe dialed down a little bit one of the most important things i learned in grad school was when I took the Myers-Briggs, I learned about who I was. Mm -hmm. I'm an ESTJ for Mm -hmm. any fellow (laughs) listeners who might also be an ESTJ. Um, And I'm on a three on the Enneagram for any other Enneagram people. What are you, Julia?
1: I'm a two. I'm an eight. And an ENFJ.
0: I'm an ENFJ and an eight. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) But one of the most impactful things I learned was not about who I was, but how others who are the opposite of me see and perceive me yes Mm. and we forget that and think i just have to be authentically myself well as an extrovert an introvert might see me as the life of the party and also incredibly obnoxious and over the top or
1: hard to approach unapproachable and i have
0: to just say one thing that you just said i'm gonna just back up to it's not that you need to Dial it down. That's mm-hmm. not what it is. No. It's you need to meet the other person at their level. Meet right. them where they are, and that mm-hmm. is that is really the authentic part of connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think that that's that's not that doesn't take away from who you are. Sure that's just being self aware and also looking at the outside to see how people see you. Because I know how I'm seen as an eight, and I I understand that I have a. a bowl and china shop type nature (laughs) i'm aware of that but what i didn't really think of is that i can present still that part of me because that's what makes me who i am Mm -hmm. but in a way that's digestible to somebody else
1: yeah the thing about if if we go back to the belief that sales is all about making connection which of course we want to go back to that and if we believe that everything is making a sale which it is Mm -hmm. right if you're promoting anything you're selling it Mm -hmm. Then empowering yourself to make that connection, regardless of where that person stands in the moment, it's really liberating Mm -hmm. because you don't have to be your one assigned persona Mm -hmm. at any given moment. Like Michelle said, we all have different versions of ourselves and how freeing to get to just be that version if it works with the person across the table from Mm you. I, I experienced this so dramatically in my coaching calls because I never know what I'm going to get when mm-hmm. I call my mm-hmm. clients, they bring their good, bad, and ugly to the table. And that's by request. And so I have to really quickly pivot and be ready to be what they need on the other end. And I've had some of the most deep and meaningful conversations of my professional life because I wasn't just getting into coach mode, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and, and going into, let's talk about curriculum mm-hmm. or what, you know, whatever right. it is. Right.
2: And ultimately, I think what that person was getting at is you're manipulating. You're being right. How do you rectify
1: the belief that changing who you are in the moment is manipulation as opposed to just a depth of connection? Mm -hmm. And maybe there is a little push pull there in belief systems. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. We all don't have to believe the same thing. Right. All it goes back to is, you know, if your desire is true and if your desire is true, you're good.
0: Also let's let's be realistic here too. We are we are sitting at this table and most of the people you work with are people that want to impact other people's lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. You cannot impact another person's life if you only focused on yourself. Right. Which means the way that you're communicating with another person is entirely mm-hmm. going to be um, the result of how you connect with them. And you mm-hmm. cannot connect with them if you're not aware of how they're receiving the information. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's bring it back to like what an example would be on another role play situation where we can maybe tidy up the way that it was before
2: sure so let's let's go well let me ask you do you want me to play hard to hard to get
0: yeah let's look do it devil I know. look Here at you're her on. look at her face
2: oh, she's like you want me to
0: really bring it yes bring
1: it <laughs> All Here's right. the deal. If if you if the thing about our pitch perfect clients and anybody that signs yeah. up to get feedback is you should absolutely ask for the worst version. Yes, because
2: you're yep. going to get that yep. out in the world. You might as well be
1: ready for sure.
2: So let's do the same scenario. Okay, but this time I'm going to be. I'm gonna, not going to be very nice.
1: Okay, but you're going to be the evolved version of yourself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. So you have a toolkit now. Yeah. That yeah. you're going to pull from. Yep. Got it. To make a connection with this somewhat but I want the hand on your person. arm or
0: your shoulder or our shake to count in there so we're going to touch right here I'm just kidding
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny okay ready yeah. role play start
0: hi hi how are you I'm fine how are you I'm great my name is Taver Lee I'm Michelle nice, nice to meet you nice to meet you too what brings you here
2: uh you know just always trying to meet new people what about you same thing. Tell me more about
0: what kind of new people you like to meet. Is this for work or?
2: Yes, it's for work. I I work as a communications coach for a company called Pitch Perfect Communications.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. So does that mean you help people communicate digitally or?
2: Yeah, it, it takes a lot of different forms and shapes. Sometimes I, I work as a coaching consultant for individuals and companies and teams. Or sometimes I I just work you know independently. I work on different projects. Uh, it just it it looks different every day.
0: Mm, interesting. Do you work for yourself or are you employed by an organization?
2: Uh, so I it's it's an organization, but you know my friend and I we started it. So it's 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 small. It's not like a normal you know organization. Mm. I work from home.
0: Mm. Sounds like it's an equal part of. A lot of work and also relaxing a little if you can work from home, take a break, be able to step away from the desk.
2: Yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the the clocking out doesn't really ever happen.
0: This is true. I actually own my own business too, so I totally mm. understand what you're talking about. I find sometimes that it's like I wake up and my work is like right in front of me mm. and then I go to bed and it's like still right in front of me. So I totally feel like it's always there. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard it's hard to turn it off when it's in front of you. Mm. Interesting. So, do you? I'm curious to know does your company do you guys do any work in the community? Do you do any volunteering with nonprofits?
2: Um, well, it's pretty new. So, we've talked a little bit about it, but we haven't really done anything major with it yet.
0: Mm, yeah, I know it's hard when you first start a company. There's like no spare time and no mm-hmm. spare dollars to give to somebody else. But I'm sure there must be causes that you care about that one day you hope to create an impact with.
2: I, I'm sure there will be.
0: Interesting. Well, Michelle, I would love to take your card and I know that you have to run, but if I could get your contact information, I would love to connect with you online and as your company grows, see how we could potentially create a relationship down the road.
2: Yeah, sure. Here's my card. Thanks so much.
0: Wonderful. Thank you.
2: Okay. that was so you a that was brutal that, you was have really to know. Know.
0: that was so uncomfortable for me too I, mean, I, 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 I i they're the sweat queens that's what i that's your new nickname sweat brutal queens. yeah and i could see you looking at me julia and i could tell i mean there were parts i needed to like put in the conversation i'm like oh that's so hard you knew i was waiting for you to say what Something you do who and, who and who you are, you are, are now. yeah so what went well okay. um i definitely got a lot of information f- from you enough to where i could find a place for us to meet to connect over working from Mm -hmm. home yes right and understanding what you're about a little bit more understanding how you work and how you live so that was that gave me the opening to create that connection that's the only time you smiled by the way we can replay the video and watch (laughs) you smiled
1: (laughs) i got you to smile
0: i got you to smile i I think it went well the way that i i weaved in questions about kind of what i do because clearly you knew i was asking those questions for a reason people don't ask about your nonprofit work randomly, mm-hmm. typically. Right. Um, I probably didn't close it very well because you were so standoffish. That I was just going <laughs> to take your card and track you down later, but no,
2: I, that was intentional.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In real life, the person probably would have warmed up. Yeah. You did a good job asking open-ended enough questions, yeah. bringing a very calm energy that slowly warmed to more enthusiasm. That was really excellent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you even noticed that you did that. I didn't. But mm-hmm. you built energy into that conversation Mm. to where you didn't come across as too much in the beginning but you definitely still communicated that you are a high energy person Mm. and by the end of it you made a great segue um from
0: into the work from home conversation Mm. right Mm -hmm. which was your connection point. Mm. so good um that was work I mean, I had to just find a way to connect with you. That was my goal right then. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep asking questions until there's something I totally can connect with her about. Mm-hmm.
1: I think the only area that I would have said do a little differently was you You created the great segue, mm-hmm. and that would have been the perfect opportunity to say, I work from home as a social impact entrepreneur. Yeah, right. Right? Yes. And and that's when you bring it in right yeah. there. So mm-hmm. you created your um, environment and I think maybe you didn't mention it partly because Michelle was giving you <laughs> big time RBF, which was
2: stone hard to overcome. Cold killer oh, it's stone right? Yeah. I have stone to cold. know. I am literally over here wanting to connect with you too because I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's nice. She she is so good. Listen, nice. listen, guys, and
1: things will when you are as good as you just were. Yeah. You will thaw
0: people like her yeah, like that. Right? I mean, and, I like mean, this, she was portrayed. Listen, guys, and this is where this is this is where this matters. That they are giving you the worst case scenario because it's it would be unlikely at that point I think for us to have ended the conversation the way that it did and to be honest if if we randomly met that way and that is how far the conversation went without a connection that probably means I wouldn't have an interest in connecting with you at that point they're not for me so that that I I probably wouldn't have pushed more than that but uh, yeah I that was sweat sweat (laughs) (gasps) queens the thing that Situations like that make people
1: feel and question at the most deep, just deep place in our souls is every human being is wired to need to understand that they are enough. Right? Our deepest need is to understand that we are enough. It, that translates into business and personal life and everywhere. And so, situations like that, while that is such a surface level interaction, you're still trying to understand from her, am I enough? For her to want to connect with me? Mm-hmm. Am I enough for her to want to follow up with me? Right. And so that's why the hardest ones need to happen in the fake environment mm-hmm. so that you don't question your value when you leave yeah. from a real environment. Right. Right. One person's perception of you does not you define by right. any means. Right.
0: You guys are amazing. <laughs> um, we can I talk wanna, all day. Really. I know. <laughs> I, I want our listeners to know that this is just, this is just an example of the type of Result that you get working with you guys because what I think happens over time is not only do you recognize how you communicate and how you present your business pitch, because this is that's all we've been talking about. But well, we could put this situation in any aspect in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, personal I ne- life, dating, right? Anything. I negotiate with teenagers uh-huh. every day. I've got a nineteen and twenty-one year old. I still call them both teenagers. I negotiate with them regularly, and I often have to lower my voice to like have them really listen to me, to think of something different, in a way to connect with them. I mean, we do this all day long. We don't even realize
2: it. Oh yeah, that's the reason I became so passionate about communication is because. We all do it Mm -hmm. all day, every day, all day, every day. And Mm -hmm. we're not always taught how to do it well. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the the examples I give with listening all Mm -hmm. the time is from a very young age, you sat in school and you were told to listen to the lecture about what one plus one was, how to read, how to write, whatever, you know, why World War One broke out. But they never taught you how to listen and what to listen for. Mm. And so it's an expected skill that most people have never actually mm. been taught.
0: Or how to how to interact. Because we were taught to listen or get up in front of the class and talk. But who taught you how to interact? It Synthesize a,
1: information. Right. Create questions. Right. Deepen understanding. Right.
0: Sure. Yeah. Right. It's really amazing. Skill. Skill. Really amazing. I wish we could spend... A full day doing this. I mean, people can't spend <laughs> any amount of time they want with you guys because I think that this We do it all day, is, every day. You guys do it all day, every day. So tell people
2: how they can find you.
0: Michelle's actually our social media guru, so I'll pitch
1: mm-hmm. that one over to her.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the easiest way to find us is through our website. It's yourpitchperfect.com. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I sure that'll be perhaps in the little notes um, following the mm-hmm. podcast uh certainly find us on Instagram, Facebook, our Instagram handle is pitch perfect com C O M M. Uh to find us. Facebook. Um same for Facebook we love having new followers. Um, and certainly, you know, you're welcome to follow both Julia and myself personally. Um, we, <laughs> pretty we pretty transparent
1: about our lives. I think, yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. fair to say,
2: um, you know, I, I absolutely love having people follow us. And, and as we continue to grow and develop, we're continuing to post more and more content, um, LinkedIn as well. Um, we have a pitch perfect communications page, uh, and we're regularly posting articles, just various aspects of what we do. And uh, certainly it's a great way for us to stay connected with our followers.
0: Mm-hmm. And I also want to add, for those of you that may have heard or seen any little teasers that I've been putting out that I have launched a new initiative called Taverly's Tribe, where I'm bringing together the best female experts in every area of industry and business. Uh, Julia and Michelle and Pitch Perfect is a part of Taverlee's Tribe. So if you want to find Taverlee's Tribe on Facebook or follow me on Facebook, you're going to see that I recently shared, I think, an article that you posted. um, Mm -hmm. But you will be able to connect with them through me. And, of course, you guys, you know, they can always reach us on this show because if you're listening on any of your favorite listening app, please do make sure that you leave us a comment and a rating. But, of course, if you're on Himalaya.com, or on the Himalaya app, you know there is a comment box we would love to hear from you guys. So before we sign off, I have one final question for both of you um, because there's a question that I ask all of my guests at the end of the show. and I know we're tight for time, so I'm gonna make it fast. But Julia, what is your percentage of grit and grace? Uh, I'm a hundred percent grit
1: currently. Oh, there's no case. I'm in the
0: first trimester pregnant with twins. So yes.
1: I'm feeling real gritty
0: currently. <laughs> and that's today and tomorrow it might feel different. Right. You never you never know. <laughs> today, but I, I have to I just have to laugh because when she came in I, I had to say hello to two babies and I had to tell them
2: to be nice to their mama. Oh <laughs> nice to <their> <laughs> Oh, man, that's such a good question. And I don't like being put in a box on this one because at any given moment I could be any percentage of it either. (laughs) Um, I probably would say um, I'm 60-40, 60 grit, 40 grace.
0: Mm, That's me. I'm with you on that. That's because we don't have two little babies growing in our bodies. Oh, I That's sure Yeah, we're good. I do have
2: a little puppy at home that, <laughs> yeah. that takes a lot that 40% comes from my bed. Well, thank you guys yeah. very
0: much. I appreciate you being on the show. And for those of you that are listening, you know that we do love to hear from you. So find us on all of the social media channels. And my friends, go be fierce. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to download the Himalaya app and follow us so we can keep you up to date on all the exciting things that are happening, because we're going to be bringing you new stuff on the Himalaya app, which is only going to be available there at different times as it comes out. So thank you again for listening. And I want to tell you one special thing about Himalaya. As a social impact entrepreneur, one thing I appreciate about them the most is that they are not only focused on you as the listener and what matters to you, but they allow you to support your favorite podcasters and we totally feel your love. So thank you very much. Studio provided by Be Creative Media and Learning Lab in Lakewood. This amazing video is provided by Janine at Tailwind Media Podcast notes and editorial provided by the podcast Maven and my friend Les helps with all the post-production. And if you're looking for information on any of this amazing tribe of people that help bring you the show, let me know and I'll be happy to get you their information. And you can find me, I'm Tavre Lee, and all that I do with Taverly's tribe or at corporate cause agency at taverly.com. That's T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E.com.